Her Royal Majesty came to America, on the world's largest yacht, no less. But no one was talking about her. What had everyone's attention that the Queen of England visiting America was not the top story? Find out now on Top Fold. Welcome to Top Fold, a podcast about all the news that would have been. I'm your host, Luke Hefley. Here at Top Fold, we explore monumental events that didn't make the top story only because that spot was already taken. When the Queen of England comes to America, it's major news. Ever since being crowned on June 2nd, 1953, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has graced our shores with an official visit just five times and only once on the West Coast. Arriving in style aboard the HMY Britannia, at the time the world's largest yacht, the Queen was welcomed by all. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan invited the Queen to visit not only the country, but his home state. In fact, her official itinerary had her traveling up and down the Pacific seaboard. With Prince Philip by her side, the Queen and the royal family were well-received all over the great state of California. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and even Yosemite National Park were just some of the places that welcomed the Queen and her entourage. Prince Philip, who at the time was the international president of the World Wildlife Fund, even made a solo trip to the San Diego Zoo. Of course, no trip to California would be complete without a star-studded event for Her Majesty. Cameras were everywhere capturing a Hollywood dinner with Michael Caine, Elton John, Fred Astaire, Betty Davis, Jimmy Stewart, and none other than Frank Sinatra and Perry Como performed for the royal couple. On the location of the 20th Century Fox's soundstage, the Queen bantered back and forth with Tinseltown royalty. The highlight of the Queen's trip would be on Tuesday, March 1st. After meeting the President and Mrs. Reagan in Santa Barbara, she would travel to the Reagan Ranch, where the original schedule had her riding horses with the President. Truth be told, the Queen was an expert in horses and had owned and ridden them her entire life. Sadly, because of heavy rain, the ride that day was not to be. Since the roads were so flooded, in true American style, the Reagans and the Queen used four-wheel drive vehicles to get to the Reagan Ranch. Yes, the Queen went mudding, later saying she enjoyed the very rare experience of going off-road. All this should make for major headlines, right? Wrong. On this day, Her Majesty and a sitting president hanging out on a ranch was not the lead topic of conversation. What was everyone talking about? around the water coolers, coffee pots, and kitchen tables on the same day that the Queen was off-roading at Reagan's Ranch. Four simple letters of an acronym you might know very well. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, or MASH. After 11 seasons, the award-winning television show had come to an end. The final episode, titled Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, led news programs around the country. 106 million viewers had watched on the previous evening of February 28, 1983. A whopping 77% of the entire television viewing audience. The number peaked at almost 122 million in the final six minutes of the episode. It was the most watched television show ever. A record that stood for almost 30 years until it was dethroned by the 2010 Super Bowl. Truth be told, that's an unfair comparison as there was at least 32 million more homes with televisions in 2010 compared to 1983. To this day, it is still the most watched episode of a scripted television program with no other even coming close. In comparison, 
the mega hit fantasy show Game of Thrones series finale had 19.3 million, around 100 million less viewers. NBC's 2004 Friends finale had a respectable 52.5 million, but that was less than half of MASH's audience. In San Francisco alone, almost 64% of the entire city and 82% of houses that had televisions were watching this episode. There was so much anticipation for the final episode that 30-second advertising slots sold for $450,000 each, which is the equivalent to almost $1.2 million in today's dollars. This was more than most of the commercials that aired less than 30 days earlier for Super Bowl 17, which ironically was also located in Southern California that year. Why did so many tune in, shifting the spotlight from the Queen of England to a television show? Simply put, it was a great ending. So many times, finales don't live up to their billing, but not MASH. The 256th and final episode had a fitting ending for a great show. By chance, if you're not familiar with the show, the plot follows an Army medical team, including Hawkeye Pierce, played by Alan Alda, Hot Lips Houlihan, Loretta Sweat, and Major Charles Winchester III, portrayed by David Ogden Styers, just to name a few of the all-star staff. Ironically, it was Styers who just two days earlier was with the Queen when she unveiled a bronze statue of William Shakespeare at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego. The 4077 Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, stationed in South Korea during the Korean War, was must-see TV. Not only a comedy, but a commentary of the war, with more than a slight nod to the Vietnam conflict, the show did a great balancing act of keeping the audience entertained, but also enlightened. Usually sporting two plot lines, one comedic and the other dramatic, it was dramedy before the description became popular years later. Averaging in the top six television shows over the last seven seasons, MASH had been solidly in America's hearts and homes. It's hard to explain just how popular MASH was. On the evening of the final episode, many places around the nation had what were called MASH bashes, where bar rooms, dorm rooms, and living rooms served as the gathering places for large groups of the show's fans. Dressed as their favorite characters and reciting their favorite lines, these went well into the night. The story the next day in the New York Times titled, MASH, Farewells, Mixed Fun and Nostalgia, mentioned that at Fordham University, where Alan Alda graduated, students transformed his old dorm room into something resembling the swamp. That was the nickname of the main character's army tent. The students fashioned a steel from the chemistry lab equipment, borrowed ROTC helmets and fatigues for costumes, and served what they called Hawkeye Martinis to all comers. Many radio stations used the event to raise money for charities, and the Central Blood Bank in Pittsburgh staged a farewell blood drive. It is documented that Fairfield, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati, postponed its regular city council meeting so Mayor Donald Leroy and the council members could stay home and watch the show. School board meetings, athletic, and civic events were postponed all over the nation because they knew they couldn't compete with this show. No matter what the Queen did, whether it was touring the Rockwell International Space Shuttle plant or hosting a dinner on the Britannia with Steve Jobs, George Lucas, Shirley Temple Black, and Charles Scholes, more people were still talking about MASH. What sounds like an urban legend is actually true, with the headline of, The last episode of MASH was a royal flush. United Press International wrote an article days later 
that an additional 6.7 million gallons of water flowed into New York City's sewer system because at least a million New Yorkers had flushed their toilets immediately after the program ended, almost overwhelming the system. In this day and age, with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and literally hundreds of television platforms to choose from, it is hard to imagine that so many Americans will ever again come together at one time for a scripted television show. Before long, the Queen's trip was back in the headlines, visiting San Francisco, Stanford University, and Hewlett-Packard headquarters on one day, and then Sacramento and Yosemite National Park after that, she was again in the spotlight. But for two of those days during the Queen's visit, February 28th and March 1st, 1983, the only thing that could keep America's eyes off of royalty on our soil was a show with a fictional band of characters led by a guy named Hawkeye and an ending with an aerial shot of Rock spelling out the show's final message to viewers saying goodbye. And there you have it. All the news that would have been. Thank you for joining us this week on Top Fold. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Fold Podcast. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. All my sources and research can be found at topfold.buzzsprout.com. There along with other things that bring history to life. I'd like to thank David Wagler for the music. And if you like the show, please rate us and give us a review. Or simply tell a friend. That would be great. So until next time, there you have it. All the news that would have been.